You're listening to the Armchair Psychologists Podcast. Okay, so 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 here's our, our first uh, our first post. Um, am I the asshole for being mad at my fiance because he told me he wouldn't add my name to the house after we got married? My fiance, 28-year-old male, and I, a 26-year-old female, started dating three years ago, and I can't wait to be with him for the rest of my life. But I think I might have messed up. We got engaged three months ago, and we are planning on getting married in November. And last night, we were discussing some things about the wedding, and the topic of our financial plan for once we are married, which is where the argument started, because I asked him when I would be added onto the deed for the house. Background. When my fiance was 23, his uncle died and left him a huge inheritance, which basically set him up for life, especially since he doesn't like super flashy things and only really spends money on his hobbies. And for the first two years after he struggled to date, because he was always worried the girl he was dating was using him. I moved in with my with my fiance a year into our relationship and he has never charged me for any bills and only expects me to pay for a luxury uh, any luxury item I want. 9 months ago, me and my fi- fiance had a discussion in which he asked me if I wanted to stop working because I worked as a teacher and he could tell that my work wasn't making me happy, which he was right. We came to the agreement that I would stop working and some ground rules. The ground rules include that he would give me an allowance every month and that he expected me to not just sit at home all day on my phone because he wants me to find hobbies and passions because we don't want children. I was totally on board with the rules and quitting really helped my mental health. So when I brought up having my name added to the house deed, he got really quiet. He told me that he didn't feel comfortable adding my name to the deed as the house had been fully paid off by him before we had even met. And he felt that he is the only he is the one responsible for all the payments. This made me upset because I thought he was trying to say that I was using him and we are getting married. So I thought the house would become ours. He told me that things will become ours, but this was the first house he ever bought and that he wanted to keep something for himself. He told me that if we decide to change houses or have one built, which we have discussed before, that he would have both our names put on the deed. This made me more upset because if he is willing to do it on the possible next house, why can't he do it for our current house? We got into an argument and I left to go to my sister's apartment and texted my friend about the situation. And she told me that I was being in a-hole and overreacting, but I didn't see it that way. And I think he should be willing to put my name on the deed. Am I overreacting and throwing away a good relationship? Or is he being an a-hole by not seeing my side? Okay. I might have a really different take than I don't know if my take is going to be different. I don't think mm-hmm. he's planning to put her name on any future property. I don't oh. think he's planning to. If he was, he would do it for the house. He's just saying that to like buy time or like to convince her to be in the marriage. But he doesn't really, I don't think he means it. And I actually think this sounds like a situation where it's setting him up to be very in control of the finances and it could turn financially abusive if it's not already mm-hmm. um if you i would never want to be so dependent on someone where i didn't have a source of my own income no matter how stressed i was at a job i'd want to quit and then find a new job but i'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a stay-at-home mom my mother was a stay-at-home mom for a long time but she had some sources of income she would like work as a substitute teacher at times or she would do childcare from home like she would babysit other kids and um she usually had some form of independent income at least a little bit but regardless 
my father had a very what's mine is ours attitude and even mm. though he was a main breadwinner her name was also on everything and i think that's the way to be because in mexico it's very common for the husband to have his name on everything and the wife not to have that opportunity to have her name added inclusively on like property and stuff like that and i've only ever seen it go south i we have a family friend whose husband won't put her name on the property deed and does the same thing this guy was doing where he's like oh well if we buy something new like we'll have both our names on it but he refuses to put her name on what they have now even though she helped to purchase things so it's like i just don't see this going up i think it's weird and like i have a very like heightened sense for men who like are pretending to be the good guy to like rope you in like oh you should quit your job it's stressing you out blah blah, blah. but really they're trying to limit your independence and i think that that might be what's going on here so i i would be wary of this guy i would be jack what's your take this is a tough one for me um N not not because i think that this guy is like some kind of hero or anything um you know a lot a, it, it's it's so tough because um i i a lot of the examples that i hear in in uh on, on social media and um just anecdotally it's always like some rich really really rich guy who marries uh, some younger woman and then they're married for like 10 years. And, and it's always in California, right? Where California is 50-50. So after 10 years, yeah. this like, you know, guy who's worth $50 billion and th they stay married 10 years. After 10 years, the wife divorces him and then boom, 50-50, 25-25. And he was basically started the business he you know did, did the work you know i i think those situations are very very small you know i i th those are always the examples but but okay, they're Jack, what's that i'm gonna interrupt you. i'm gonna interrupt okay. you really quick go ahead go ahead i want to ask you i want to ask you something why is the woman the bad guy for taking half the money when the guy didn't get a prenup one and two he's probably with that woman for her looks if he's with some way younger woman and you know he's with her he why isn't he dating someone his own age or who's also a successful entrepreneur the relationship gives him a degree of control usually over a younger woman and he's enjoying one that degree of control to having a trophy wife so then when she divorces him and gets half of whatever i personally don't follow her i can't fault the woman because no, he... no, 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 no. i i you know and i'm kind of on your side as well because i kind of feel like if you didn't get a prenup and uh you jumped in and you knew the law like this is what's going to happen i to, to be honest there's no love lost for the the, the millionaire the multi-millionaire that lost half of his money I frankly yeah. just kind of find I find it funny. I'm like, you right. got you get what you deserve. Like, don't I'm 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 not saying pity the billionaire or the millionaire by any means, uh, stretch of the imagination. Right. I, I think my biggest problem with this is um is um if you're gonna make the I, I guess to me marriage is is uh just a, a kind of a sacred thing. Like if you're gonna go if you're gonna go for it you can't you can't just be one foot out and one right, foot in yeah yeah which i think a lot of people are doing it's like oh i'm gonna get married but just if it doesn't work out it's like if you if you're already thinking like i better have one foot out one foot in don't get married just live right. together My mom thinks that way too yeah um, okay well, what about this particular case who do you think the asshole is so in this particular case, I think that honestly, the guy's kind of being an asshole. Do you love your wife? Do you trust your wife? If you don't trust your wife, why are you married to her? If you yeah, think she's gonna, her. if you think she, if you think that she's in to, in in the relationship to skin you alive, or 
if if it is if it is a marriage marriage of convenience where let's say the guy is kind of like a you know a, a tech techie nerd and his wife is this beautiful knockout uh you know 10 trophy wife then get a prenup because um you know the writing's on the wall but the idea that he is going to um take this one piece and say this is mine like you know we're we're a partnership except for this over here i do have a problem with that so i think ultimately this guy should just you know i think he should just uh i i honestly think that he should he should put her on the uh in the deed um split all the assets right down the middle and uh or if you're not re ready to do that then why in the hell are you getting married so yeah i think yeah. he's what an asshole that, yeah can i ask what some of the top comments are on the thread i'm just curious what other people um thought. no sorry i don't know because i just photocopied the uh situation onto a word doc so oh, yeah okay. i'm sorry Never i don't have that. the threads <laughs> no um, it's okay i would just, yeah. i was interested to know yeah all right well make sure to email us your opinions on who you think the asshole is in the situation or comment down below and let us know um yeah we'd love to hear your opinions i feel like everyone has a different opinion based on their experience so it'd be interesting to see what other people think yeah as a person with no money i guess i don't have any sympathy because i'm not uh worried about the situation i <laughs> yeah, mean yep i mean i i any money that i have is in a bank that my wife knows the name of the bank but i have no idea what the name of the bank is so basically without my wife i have no access to any funds anyway so um and what was your what was your uh conclusion is he the asshole um yeah i think he's the asshole okay yeah me too okay yeah. we it's agree done done and dusted yes. he's the asshole <laughs> all, right. all right okay next one the species called man does have any relationship with god it's because he alone is able to undo instinct to survive Am I the asshole for pretending i can't cook and not allowing my daughter to attend easter I, 30 female, am married to my husband, Mike, 32 male. Mike usually does all the cooking and it works for us. Sometimes I cook as well, but it's very few and far between. Mike's family likes to have potlucks where the women all bring different dishes. I am a good cook, but I don't enjoy it, so we've always just said I can't cook. We've been married three years and this hasn't been an issue. Mike and I have a daughter who's five. She mentioned to my sister-in-law how mommy makes the best seafood casserole while trying my sister-in-law's. My sister-in-law mentioned something about the comment to my husband, and he explained how I just don't enjoy cooking, so I don't do it often and don't want to cook for family parties. My sister-in-law told my mother-in-law, and all the women in Mike's family have been texting me that I'm selfish for letting them do all the work at family parties. I said I don't enjoy cooking and will not be cooking for a family party. We all went back and forth a few times, so I said the next family party, Easter this weekend, my daughter and I will not be attending. My mother-in-law said I'm an asshole for not allowing my daughter to attend, saying it's manipulative and that I should just make the dish and suck it up like everyone else. My husband said he's staying out of it right now, but that he understands my position. He said maybe just make a dish one time to have peace on Easter, and I refused. So am I the asshole for pretending I couldn't cook for all these years and for not allowing my daughter to attend Easter? She adds some clarification points, which are one, my daughter will still spend Easter with my family, just not my husband's. Two, he can't take her alone because he's on call for work that weekend. Three, we did try buying store-bought once and it has was not served on purpose. Four, Mike doesn't cook for these events because it's time-consuming making a dish large enough and he works a lot. Making a meal for our family doesn't take nearly as much time since there's only two adults and a small child. So from what I'm understanding, they go to these potlucks, but they don't bring any food for three years in a row. Which affects my opinion. Yeah, okay, so Jack so they've they've gone to this they've gone to easter dinner easter brunch or whatever it is and they for three years they haven't brought anything yeah that's correct hmm. 
They've been married for three years. They've been attending these Easter potlucks and they haven't brought anything because she doesn't like to cook and her husband doesn't want to cook for a big family because he's busy with work or something like that. I don't understand. I mean, what? just bring like a case of wine or something or... I mean, there's you buy a couple of uh, Costco uh, uh, apple pies, mac or... and cheese things from Costco or something. Yeah, she did say that they bought store bought and it wasn't served on purpose, though. So I don't know. That's weird. Few, yeah, that is weird. I have a few. I have a few gripes with everyone in this mm-hmm. story. I think my personal opinion one is that it's weird that the women always cook. Like, why is this this weird sexist potluck thing? Yeah, like, I grew up in weird. that. Yeah, and it's like I don't like that. That's weird. Uh, one, but two, you can't go to a potluck three years in a row and your family doesn't bring anything and you're eating other people's food. It it's just rude to go to a potluck and not bring anything at all. Right. They said right. they bought. They brought store bought once, but that was it. And and it's like you can't just keep showing up to this pilot and not bring anything. And then you're making an excuse that it's because you don't like to cook and your husband doesn't have time to cook for a, a big group. But I'm sure that these other people also have reasons that it's hard for them to make this much food. But they still exactly. do it. So I, it's like selfish, right? I mean, just don't go if you're going to eat other people's food and then make reasons why you can't. And there's other things that you could do. You could bring some kind of, um, okay, so fine. What would be like a non-food related thing that you could bring? I mean, there's something you could bring. I mean, you could bring alcohol, bring a couple of bottles of booze and maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're all teetotalers like or recovering alcoholics. And that's not cool. Um, don't drink. So you could just bring like a kilo of cocaine and just plop it on the middle of the table and, you know, (laughs) everybody would be happy. You could bring like a, you could bring like a, a, some kind of fancy homemade blood orange lemonade or something, or you could buy, I'm sure they wouldn't be angry if you bought some kind of like pastries or, or dessert. Why don't they just call and say, Hey, what can I bring? That's not me cooking or order like a couple pizzas. I, I swear that they're going to eat the pizza. I don't think they're going to be like, I want pizza. Right. I mean, there's so many things that they could do. Bring a nice centerpiece for the table. Um, bring it's, 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 you know, pay someone else to make like a casserole. Right, right. Someone else, or or chip in money. Just chip in money for the potluck. Hey, look, we couldn't bring anything, but here's twenty or thirty bucks. Or you guys, or a gift certificate for the host. You know, like um, um, I mean, there are so many options here, and they're doing. They're basically choosing the worst option. It's just like um, I'm going to do nothing, and I'm going to go enjoy it, and you're going to you're just going to like it. You know, we're going to. We're going to grace you with our presence, and that's enough of a of a gift to you. We could have you know? put like twenty or thirty bucks in to ingredients, like been like, "Hey, we can chip in this much money for ingredients. We can't cook, but we can pay for ingredients." Or you could offer to like to help set everything up beforehand and wash all the dishes after. Like, there's so many things you could do, but it just sounds like they're so gel. They're selfish. Sorry, I'm like so. I think everyone kind of sucks here. One, the weird family for this like potluck, sexist potluck tradition that is just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And two, I think they're weird for being as selfish and thinking that they're really entitled to think that it's okay for them not to bring something to a potluck three years in a row because it's too hard for them, but somehow it's okay for everyone else to put in the work. I have a great idea. Okay, so you go to, I don't know where they are. You, you go to Ralph's, the uh, the grocery store. You buy Entenmann's, uh, two, two Entenmann's uh, uh, apple pies. You open the box. You pull the, the, you know, you take it out and you put it in a new pie tin. And uh, yeah. you just pass it off as your own homemade apple pie. No one's going to know. And you get to be the hero. I mean, there's so many things they could do. Yeah. Nestle chocolate chip cookies. 
Yeah. I you think do. there's, I think there's, if we dig a little bit deeper, there's more. I think this is a, either the wife hates the, the, uh, the in-laws or the husband hates the in-laws. And what they're doing is, uh, they're being passive aggressive. Uh, to the point where they hope that they're not invited anymore and then they're just free to not have to go to this uh, party anymore. That's my it's feeling. Just, it's like, if you don't want to go, just don't go. I don't, I never understand this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> if I don't want to do something, I'm just not going to do it. Why would I have to do this weird? I just think it's so weird when people do like, people do some weird thing to like basically get fired from a family right. gathering or like end <laughs> friendship or something. Like what is wrong with these people? people i don't i don't understand it it is the weirdest thing like just say you're not you don't want to be friends and you don't want to go why are you doing this weird it's like creepy almost it's like grow up Let me, i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you a secret about uh, because i know that you you're, you're staying in iowa and uh i hope i i hope i didn't dox you by uh, no, uh sharing that. okay no you're um, fine because uh, I'm from Minnesota, and so you're staying in the Midwest. And what you have to understand about Midwesterners is that um, on, on the outside, there's this veneer of uh, happiness, like the Minnesota Minnesota nice, you know? Everybody right. smiles. But uh, what you don't understand is that if you scratch the surface, right underneath there, there is a very, very... Uh, healthy level of passive aggressiveness and and anger that exists right below the surface and you know we we're just like midwesterners are just incapable of having those conversations where i tell you what i really think instead i'm going to do something really passive aggressively and you know it's it's a it's a very unhealthy way to to live but it's a it's a very midwestern way to live i get it and also mexico is the same way people and and korea similar like mm -hmm. i think people are like this all around the world but i just personally it's not my philosophy i don't like you anymore you're at least gonna know i don't want to be around you I, i'm not gonna be mean about it but it's like it's like and i'm a very nice person but it's like if i don't want to do something i'm i'm not gonna do some weird it's just mean it's meaner in the long run it to is make meaner. feel it's their fault and they did something wrong it's very manipulative and it's really hurtful to that person's psyche to make them think it's their fault that you blew up and you're acting like a freak because you can't communicate your feelings <laughs> it's like no. it's just it's mean in the long run it's really mean versus I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. If people would just look people look another person in the eye and just tell you what you want, what you don't want, the world would be a much better place. You know, it's just it's like, like look, um, it's nothing against you, but cooking for these potlucks is really stressful for me and my family. And mm -hmm. if we can't contribute, then we'd rather not go. How hard is that? It's just not hard. And instead, you're doing this weird thing and you're blowing up at them and you're making them feel bad and they're trying to make you feel bad. It's just weird. It's like, can we just grow up? I mean, it's 2023 yeah. past all this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I hope my generation is the one to break this ridiculousness when we get around to, to hosting family events and traditions if we even have families at that point <laughs> it's like well right just, right if you i mean it, it's a lot easier to tell your trump voting father uh you don't want to come to uh christmas dinner but uh you know, right yeah right um, gosh so what would you say are we gonna are we gonna who's who's the asshole here i i just everyone um, sucks here everyone sucks here is my opinion yeah. they're just they're acting like children and they're being so passive aggressive and the family is like weirdly sexist which i understand you probably wouldn't want your daughter to actually attend where like only the women are cooking and it's just a yeah. bad example it would be a bad example for my daughter if i had one um so I get it, but it also it's like just communicate and don't blow up over the stupid thing and don't be selfish. It's like just right. uh, everyone sucks here. What do you think, Jack? Everyone sucks. <laughs> I, I can't. Uh, I can't disagree. I, I I wish somebody would have stepped up and just been the adult and said, "This is what I feel. You when you do this, you make me feel this way. I'm not comfortable doing this." 
And I'm telling you, everybody would be a million times happier if they just actually sat down and talked to each other honestly. But uh, I guess generations of, uh, you know, of, of uh, pushing your feelings deep down into your, your soul, uh, this is what you get, you know? So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. You ready to move on to the next one? The species called man does have any relationship with God. It's because he alone is able to undo instinct to survive. We seem to have been endowed with the instinct. All right, so so here's our last one for today. This is uh, very much a a uh, relationship-based episode. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend that I told her after one of her male friends told her so? Let me start again. All right, so so here's our last one for today. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend that I told her so after one of her male friends tried to get with her? My girlfriend and I have been together for about a year. My girlfriend has more than a few guy friends. And I'm not one of those guys that thinks men and women can't be friends. However, with two of these guys, it's very clear that they want more than just friendship from her. Like... Clear as day to the point where I don't get how she doesn't see it. If I can notice just by the weird energy they try to exude when I'm present, she should be able to get it too, right? Wrong. Anytime I have a pointed conversation with her, she gets upset with me. She tells me that I am being jealous and reading into things that aren't there. I argue back that I'm just letting her know, and as a guy, I can probably tell much better than she can since women tend to be a little slow regarding things like this. So two nights ago, uh, she was hanging out with her friends and this guy was present. From what she told me, they were all drinking and he said some things that implied he'd want to be with her. She was made uncomfortable by this and the night ended shortly after. Fast forward to yesterday morning. She got a series of texts apologizing for what he said and then backpedaling and saying he would treat her so much better than me and she's wasting her time with me. She of course said no and was upset with him. After after she told me, I just read the text and simply said, wow, who could have seen this coming? I think that's that's sarcasm. (laughs) Wow. Who could have seen this coming Uh, a bit sarcastically? This set her off and she got mad. She said that I was being such a huge asshole to her and she had no way of seeing this coming. She's been pissed at me since. Am I the asshole? Okay, Jack, I can tell we're going to have different opinions on this one. And okay, let me start off and it let's see if it changes your thoughts. Does that sound okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think about where I can start because are I we, thought, are we still going to be friends after this one? That's what I want to know. So. <laughs> I, okay, let me think about where to start. The first thing I think it's important to know is that they've done research on how women view friendships differently than how men view friendships. And a lot of times if a woman is sharing intimate details about her life, I'm talking about just like her personal life, her emotions, her goals, things like that. With a man, a lot of times he'll misinterpret that and think that she's interested. Or, you know, if you have a boyfriend and you have that kind of friendship with another guy, he might misinterpret that. But what they've seen in this research is that it's because women's friendships with each other are very emotions based, but men tend to mask their feelings and suppress them. They don't talk with their other male friends about this. They rely mostly on their relationships as safe spaces to communicate their emotions. And they don't have a lot of emotional support, true emotional support outside of their relationships their romantic relationships Mm -hmm. so a lot of times women honestly are blindsided by a man's interest in them that they consider to only be a friend yet 
their boyfriend or the other men around them will be like, well, why were you blindsided? I told you so. It was obvious he was interested in you. And we didn't see it that way because we have those kinds of friendships with our female friends who we have no interest in romantically, but it's just like a different type of friendship. We, we rely and have a larger network of emotional support than men generally do. Um, so I've had this happen before where I was friends with a guy who I had no idea was interested in me. Genuinely did not have, I had no clue. I thought he was just a friend. I trusted him to just see me as a friend. We shared a lot about our lives and things like that, but I never saw it as more than that. And my boyfriend, when it ended up, this guy was interested in me. My boyfriend did the, I told you something and I was mad. I was mad because why is he saying, oh, I told you so. It was so obvious. Um, well, it wasn't obvious to me. <laughs> I think for a lot of us women, it's like, you know what? That wasn't obvious to me. And I don't think it's fair. In this, in these situations, at least you kind of let them know. But a lot of times uh, someone you're dating won't, won't even say anything about it. Um, mm -hmm. And then later we'll be like, oh, I knew that he was interested in you. It was so obvious. And it's like a thing. I mean, it's okay to share your jealousy or insecurity about how close you are with someone else, as long as you say it in a healthy way. Um, I think it's okay. And ultimately, I think the boyfriend was being kind of an asshole because there's no need to rub it in. This woman is going through being made uncomfortable by a man that she considered a close friend. Um, she's going through the loss of a friendship that she considered a genuine friendship. And now she's getting ridiculed by her boyfriend for not seeing this coming. And she's also lost some trust in men in general because she wanted to have a friendship and she didn't realize she was being essentially objectified the whole time or this other person had secret intentions the whole time. So I think it's it's unfair of her boyfriend to jump to I told you so. It's just never a good idea. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, I I think we we if it's a Venn diagram, there's some overlap uh, between okay. our two okay. positions. So I'm I'm gonna start from uh, you know a place of uh, agreement, and then I may uh, shift away to some areas. I, I mean, the thing is, like, um, number one, I told you so. Never a good idea. No, you know, good. We can agree on that. <laughs> yeah, that that's not going to score you any points. And all, all that does is kind of knock the legs out from the person, the other person. It's kind of like right. they, they're they're already feeling bad. And then yeah. you go like, told you so, you know, like you're going to. That's not going to do anything for his relationship with his girlfriend other than drive her into the arms of the other guy that. She doesn't want to be, you know, that he doesn't want her to be with anyway. Um, the thing that I, the thing that I worry about in these situations is, um, I I do find it, um, and you may disagree with me. I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of curious. I find it peculiar when women have, um a number of guy friends just in general at least well let, I, we we don't know all the details of this situation so um i'm kind of um projecting or guessing a little bit um i'm 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 wondering does she have a lot of guy friends does she have more guy friends than girlfriends which to me is a red flag in a relationship um why is she um why does she why is she connecting more with uh men than than women at, uh, from on a friendship basis um and uh my next leap of logic would be she enjoys the attention not that she's doing anything she's not i'm not saying she's cheating i'm not saying that she crossed any lines or any boundaries but there is something something um 
she's getting something from the attention from these men, these single men, that she enjoys this this attention, even if it's just attention. And why is attention from her boyfriend not sufficient enough? Why is she seeking it out outside that relationship? I guess that that would be my first question. Okay, Jack, let me ask you this on mm-hmm. the question. If she enjoys the attention from these men so much, why was she uncomfortable when the man came on to her? Why was she uncomfortable, really upset, and cut off the friendship when that man showed her attention other than just purely friendship attention mm-hmm. when he um yeah died. i mean i mean it could be it could be just simply she wasn't you know she she didn't want to she, again you know maybe she was just happy when it was in the flirtatious stages of the relationship but any once it got real she's like i'm not i'm not willing to to, to that's a bridge too far um, that's a that I would consider that a um, uh, uh, a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry. Um, th- that's that goes against my my relationship with my boyfriend. That that cuts against my my uh, you know what I would consider uh, right or wrong. Um, I I don't know. What do you think? Am I am I totally off base here? Is this? I find that. Men and women who enjoy attention and validation from others outside of their relationship are rarely as transparent as this woman was with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. If okay. I'm going to go around and and have a personally, I find it to be some level of emotional cheating. If you're looking for a large sum of attention outside of your relationship um, and validation outside of your relationship, especially if you cross certain lines um, and I find that if I were the person who's trying to get attention outside of my relationship, why would I be so transparent to let my boyfriend know how many male friends I have? Why well, would that's I let the, him know this conversation took place? That's the that's the Machiavellian brilliance of the plan, right? Is I told you all about these friends. The you know everything. I'm totally transparent. You know. Um, my, my guess is, like, how badly have you been hurt? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is this has become very uh, yeah. It, it, it's uh, we're we're kind of getting into my own neuroses and history and and things. No, I mean, don't worry. No. Like, I'll, I'll come out here and say I've been cheated on in two relationships, and I still don't feel this way because mm-hmm. I think uh, men who cheat are rarely this transparent. Yeah, there's going to be some degree of fake transparency. Like, um, I think in both of these relationships, but I never, I don't, I'm never going to ask someone the passcode to their phone. And I think both of these guys gave me the password to their phone, which I thought was weird, completely unprompted. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. forcing like this kind of thing, trust. And I'm like, this is weird. I don't care about the passcode to your phone. Yeah. I'm not going to look through your phone. You can have, um, you can have the, my phone number to my burner phone. But like, I just think it's, it's, they're rarely this transparent and they would not be that upset about some, a transgression like this. And they would definitely not bring up a transgression like this to me. I think personally, I've been in her situation where you're disappointed by the loss of a friendship mm-hmm. by this man crossing a boundary and you misplaced your trust in someone who had ulterior motives the entire time that you thought you just had a friendship. So I think that if she's, you know, relaying this to her boyfriend, it's clear that she's she wasn't enjoying any attention yeah. outside of a regular friendship. I think now if she if she were, I think she would have taken another angle or another response to to what this guy brought up. And I don't think she would have mentioned it to her boyfriend at all. Well, I, I, I really respect that you haven't you you decided I'm not going to surrender into cynicism. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to allow this to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ex- extrapolate this to every relationship that I ever have after this. You, you like, I think this it's was... my most fatal flaw, honestly. So <laughs> I, my worst flaw, I keep pressing everyone over and over again, just to be disappointed yet again by the well, same action. So <laughs> let me, let me tell you, okay, let me give you like young Jack. Okay. So I'm 46 years old. So this is, I have, uh, I have a couple of decades on you where, you know, 
Um, I, I, when I was young, I used to think like, oh, men and women could be friends. Anyone who is older than me is like, oh, you can't be friends with women. And I, I still believe men and women can absolutely be friends. Um, and, and, uh, but there were, you know, uh, situations when I was young, when I was in my early twenties where, you know, there were friendships with females, but here's the problem is whenever, uh, you know, alcohol gets mixed into the witch's brew and all, you know, there, there's certain, you know, circumstances where that sort of stuff, uh, which is just, you know, common for young people in their twenties, right. To go out drinking and your, uh, defenses are kind of down. And then those lines tend to get blurred a little bit. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, shit happens, you know what I mean? And so that's where I was like, it can be, it, it's, it's not, it's not dangerous. It's not impossible, but it is a tiny bit like playing with fire a little bit. If that mistake makes sense. See, this is where I think women and men have different perceptions because I also actually intentionally pretty much won't drink with men or be around men who drank because you may see them as a friend yet it's like they they just it's like they just get sleazy when they drink I, and I found this, <laughs> their I found eyes this kind of uh glaze over and yeah you're just like dr <laughs> jekyll and mr hyde you know yeah yeah it's, scary, it's scary for women i think sure. i want all men listening to know this if you're drunk and she's drunk you know just don't think this is my opportunity to confess my feelings for her because Absolutely. it almost never ends well especially if you're alone with a woman she we're in a vulnerable position and it just is something that could have been completely innocuous it just turns into a high alert situation where she wants to get out of there as soon as she can yeah and, and, and i'll, I'll tell you one thing um i'll tell you one thing about um the uh, modern, you know, things that have changed a lot. Cause I'm, you know, you're talking to a guy who went to university in 1995, right? right I mean, I was born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not saying things were, uh, I'm not saying that, uh, men, you know, were, you know, uh, date raping women left and right. You know, that that's not what I'm saying. I'm not implying that, but I'm saying that these, these boundaries that you're talking about, have really emerged because of so many problems that have been happening over over the years and these really need to be hammered into the young generation that yes uh, as a matter of fact i think there are quite a few laws now being enacted where if the two parties are intoxicated it's it's you they need to separate there. It is, yeah. uh, a, a, that, that can be considered a date rape situation. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's a good change. Absolutely. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that's not a good change. Um, I think mine even goes a little more innocently than that, where I'm saying there's situations that I've been in where it's just like someone, something is, is kind of seemingly innocent as the guy in the story where he's, just confessing his feelings for her it's it can feel like a certain violation of trust because this was someone that you didn't think had any ulterior motives and that you shared a sincere friendship with and the situation can turn sour very fast and become very uncomfortable for a woman especially the two of you are alone because she doesn't really know what you're thinking right. so it's just uncomfortable regardless of what your intentions are so i think for me i kind of as i've gotten older i've just decided unless i'm with a big group of friends and everything i pretty much won't be around men who are drinking or even a lot of times in situations where even if we're not drinking alone with a guy that i don't know pretty well and it's not even a date rapey situation or anything like that that i'm alluding to but more mm -hmm. so just micro boundaries that are crossed that can put a woman in high alert and men aren't even aware because you guys don't really live your lives this way since you well, haven't been trained to some extent. Like a hundred percent because you know, the most dangerous, you know, situation uh, for a woman is to be with 
another man in a one-to-one yeah. situation. I mean, we, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? We are the most dangerous, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's, it's a terribly sad reality, but um, it's something that you guys are always have, you always have to be cognizant of and that we don't have to. And so yeah. I, um, you know, I totally understand that, especially because I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and I have a daughter who's 15 years old and it, you know, keeps me up at night, you know, when yeah. she becomes, you know, old enough to start dating. Um, you, 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 it, it's, it's awful, you know, to, to think about that and, and just what you are, what you have to, the situ- situations you have to navigate as a single woman are so much more than what we have to think about as as single men. And so um, I feel like we've totally strayed from the- uh, Right, what is the thing? Do you think he's the asshole here? Because I think he's an asshole because I think his, as I said, just opinion restated. His girlfriend felt like she was taken advantage of, her trust was taken advantage of in a situation where she trusted a man to have a sincere friendship with her with no ulterior motives. And Mm -hmm. she was put off by and become uncomfortable by the fact that he crossed those boundaries and that he never had a sincere friendship in mind, but always had those ulterior motives in mind when he was interacting with her. She was upset by this. She communicated it to her boyfriend, which is a very honest thing to do considering she didn't know how he would react, especially since he's shown signs of being a jealous guy. And his reaction is to say, I told you so. It's just immature. It screams immaturity and lack of empathy to me. So I think he was definitely being an asshole. He handled it poorly. He was an asshole. I'll give it to you. And what he should have done (laughs) is had a real heart-to-heart conversation where he actually showed empathy for what women have to actually deal with in these situations. And I I don't think it's out of line for him to have a conversation with um, with you regarding maybe not seeing that guy again, because that guy also was being a creeper, you know, by he wasn't honest. He wasn't sincere. So you can't trust him the same way. He was playing this long game like I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be your friend. And then I gotcha. you know, I can flip it. Yeah, he's shown himself to be untrustworthy. And I do think I will say that I do think. A lot of times other men have a better sense of that. I'm, I can be very trusting and very naive, as we've seen <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> and I definitely had situations where I I had a boyfriend tell me, you know, I don't think it's a super great idea for you to trust that guy because he's shown that he's untrustworthy, you know, whereas yes. women tend to be taught to be polite and give a lot of second chances to people be empathetic and empathize with their perspective so i think it's okay to to at least discuss those boundaries and give her your opinion just do it in a mature way and and be empathetic don't make her feel bad i agree with you 100 percent. that is the that's the key because what the other guy did was wait for the creep guy to hit on you and then so he could have his uh, told you so moment yeah, which sucks. It, it's kind of like, you know, you get double burned, you know, like, hey, you got yeah. that, you know, you ruined that friendship. And then uh, I told you, you know, told you so. And uh, it just was like, it's not cool, man. Be a be a be a good boyfriend. And, uh, you know, um, talk to your to your girlfriend like a real human being and and and, uh, and be honest. I think that's a, that seems to be a theme of our last two episodes. It's just like people really have a hard time looking each other in the eye and just being genuine and honest. Yeah, just having those hard conversations in a mature and respectful way, empathizing with other people and being honest and sincere. These are like the cornerstones of all of the am I the asshole things is people not wanting to have hard conversations, not wanting to own their own feelings and opinions and be sincere and just not be empathetic and be able to handle things in a mature, rational way. That's what ends up making you an asshole. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't have said it any better. That was the exact. So uh, what do you think? Did we, uh, it wasn't that bad, right? We're yeah, pretty... I think we did a good job. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> There's going to be an episode three. Thank God. All right. We did it. <laughs> 
listeners out there, thanks for joining us to for, uh, for the second episode of The Armchair Psychologist. This is uh, a new podcast that Social and I are doing where we read uh, threaded, uh, sorry, Reddit threads, uh, which uh, AITA, yeah, Am I the Asshole Reddit threads. We give our armchair psychologist opinions. Again, uh, together, Social and I have, uh, what, one and a half uh, 101 psychology courses or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only finished half of mine. But, Actually, uh, I think I only finished half of mine, so we have one together. We have one whole, okay, we have one whole 101 psychology <laughs> class if we put it together. And, uh, you know, but we love to share our opinions. We're, uh, we consider ourselves uh, pretty, pretty sharp uh, when it comes to relationship stuff. So uh, if you enjoy the show, um, you can find us on all the major platforms. We are finally on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher amazon so if you're interested in the show go ahead and listen there leave us a good uh, some uh some feedback um you can go to armchair psychologist at gmail.com that is armchair psychologist at gmail.com and leave us you know if you have a if you have a problem and you need our expertise we'll uh <laughs> happily share our opinion or advice and uh we'll see if we can help you so with that said, we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye. The species called man does have any relationship with God. It's because he alone is able to undo God's work. I don't say he does it maliciously or on purpose. Just that is, other creatures were endowed with the instinct to survive. We seem to have been endowed with the instinct to destroy. I think I could turn and live with that They do not lie when they die. They do not make me sick. Not one of them one yields to another, or to his own kind. Not one of them once respect.